G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, the Victorian Greens want children to be able to inject themselves at government injection facilities. James McPherson is joining us for his take on what's happening in Victoria. An independent journalist, political commentator and host of the Sky News program The Late Debate. He's also author of the book Notes from Woketopia, Laying Bare the Lunacy of Woke Culture. James, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Great to be with you. So, James, um, the Victorian Parliament, uh, they're intending to have a debate this week on whether to make the North Richmond supervised injection, injecting facility permanent. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's developing in Victoria? Well, I mean, there's, there's an argument about whether that injecting facility, which has had a five-year trial, it was first um, initiated in 2018. Uh, there's been a report that the Andrews government refused to fully reveal uh, but Parliament will now, as you said, make a decision this week on the uh, injecting room's future. What's interesting to me is the Victorian Greens are arguing not only that the injecting room should be made permanent, but that its services should be widened to include uh, pregnant women and children, um, which is far beyond the initial scope that this injecting room was initially sold to Victorian people as. When the Andrews government maintained power at their last election, there was all sorts of concern about what would happen with drug policy and what would happen with drugs in Victoria because of the number of Greens there are in the upper house. It really does put pressure on the Andrews government, doesn't it, to do all sorts of things ordinary people might not think of. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we're seeing the same around the country now as the support for Greens incrementally increases and they start to gain balance of power in Senate or upper house seats. As well as that, there's the um, the Cannabis Party, which has taken a seat in the upper house in New South Wales and has a couple of seats in Victoria. So there's certainly a push nationally for cannabis to be legalised. But this injecting room takes the whole thing to another level because this injecting room is primarily for people who are addicted to heroin it's illegal to use heroin, but you can go to this taxpayer-funded injection room, you can shoot up yourself, and there's medical supervision if something goes wrong. So the Greens are proposing that uh, children, if they want to, should be allowed to go to that injecting room. If they're able to inject themselves, they should be allowed to, and, uh, and this is perfectly fine, which is an outrageous suggestion. James, what are your thoughts about the claim that there is expert health advice that's backing this way of talking about drug policy in the Greens? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because one of the Greens uh, MPs in Victoria made that exact argument when he was proposing that pregnant women and children be allowed to use the injecting room. He said, you know, the expert health advice is that this is a good idea. Well, Neil, he didn't roll out the health expert. He didn't 
quote specifically any health expert. I would love to meet the health expert who says it's a good thing to allow children to shoot up. Um, I think we'd be more likely to find uh, experts who say the uh, Victorian Greens are not good for your health than to say that uh, children should be allowed to inject heroin. But I mean, if COVID taught us anything, it's that we shouldn't simply trust the word of politicians who make outlandish suggestions backed up by the claim that expert health advisors agree. Uh, I mean, you know, we had expert health advisors tell us during COVID that uh, if the football is kicked into the crowd, you shouldn't touch it because you might be infected with COVID. There are all sorts of mad claims during the pandemic. Um, You would have thought by now that when politicians use that phrase, the public would immediately become suspicious. If you're going to uh, claim expert health advice, then bring out the expert health advisor and bring us the documents or the papers or the scientific studies that prove your point. But typically the Greens don't do that. They just expect us to roll over because they've said those uh, three magical words, expert health advice. So when these injecting rooms were first proposed, uh, there were rules around children. Uh, Now turning them away has become discrimination. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is a a really interesting admission uh, by the Greens. Um, The Greens MP, Tim Reid, speaking on 3AW the other day, he said um, when the injecting room was first proposed, there were rules around it regarding children. And then he said this, he said those rules were put in place to make the whole thing politically acceptable. In other words, we never really agreed that children shouldn't use it. We just agreed to that because there's no other way that the injecting room would have gotten through in the first place. But now they've got the injecting room, he's turned around and said, well, if children arrive at the injecting room, we can't turn them away. That, that would be lacking in compassion. That would be uh, discrimination. And so since we've got this injecting room and since it's offering supervised medical care, well, then we need to allow children to come in and use it. Otherwise, it's prejudice. So it's an incredible sleight of hand by the Greens. Promise everyone that children won't be able to use it so that it uh, is established. And then once it's established, claim to prevent children from using it would be discrimination. And children are tagged on to pregnant women. Is there some sort of uh, uh, way of manipulating the thought process here? I mean, uh, you know, people are compassionate to pregnant women, and if someone is drug addicted, uh, then they might feel as though there's a a positive thing that can happen there, and then uh, just tag children onto that. Is there some issue there? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how you can have a positive result with a pregnant woman shooting up on heroin unless you're trying to get children addicted to drugs in utero. Um, I I guess the good thing is they've got the injecting room. So from the moment they're born, the children have got somewhere to go to shoot up, Neil. Um, The idea that pregnant women who have an unborn child uh, would be using drugs, and we know the effect that drugs have on a child in utero, that the Greens would seriously suggest this and have the hide to say that this is motivated by compassion is is simply unforgivable and quite evil. The fact that one of these injecting rooms is going to be placed next to a primary school, uh, that's also mm. got connection too, hasn't it, to children? And uh, there must have been something that 
uh, was in the mind of people who, the authorities, when they actually uh, placed it near a primary school. Any any thoughts here? Look, I'm surprised they don't put a bar and a casino next to the primary school as well. Just make it really easy for the kids. Maybe that's where the Greens got the idea. We've put it next to a primary school. Why don't we make it available to students during recess? There's a lot of controversy in North Richmond about the location of this injecting room. The, The local school was told they wouldn't be affected but have been given funds to create higher security fencing, put CCTV cameras in everywhere and have uh, the times of drop-off and pick changed to try to avoid drug-affected people sauntering through the streets. So local residents are absolutely furious, but the Daniel Andrews government seems impervious to their uh, complaints. And it does seem like this week the Victorian government will uh, vote to make this injecting room not just permanent, but permanently in that location. Um, You know, they're not putting the injecting room next to Daniel Andrews' house. They're not putting it in Adam Bant's street, Adam Bant being the leader of the Greens. But the people of North Richmond and the uh, families who drop their kids at the local primary school, they're just going to have to suck this up. James, having had lots of conversations on this program around drug use, uh, one of those things that's come to light is that I think there are a lot of people in the Christian community who are double-minded or perhaps just a little ignorant when it comes to issues around drugs because we're often looking for a compassionate solution. How do you resolve the problem of drug addiction? And uh, when you bring kids into the uh, into the equation here, as the Greens are doing in Victoria, and issues around discrimination if the kids can't use the facilities, there's this difference in understanding that I've found over the years. Uh, the difference between drug harm reduction and drug demand reduction. And sensible people say you need both. But as soon as you err on the side of saying the harm reduction is all you do, then you all of a sudden give up on uh, trying to reduce demand. Any thoughts from you around that? Have you thought through that issue any uh, more deeply? The, The problem with harm reduction, Neil, and it's a popular argument, and we'd all say yes to harm reduction, but it always ends up in a open slather as we've seen here the injecting room is about harm reduction now we're being told children need to be able to access it as harm reduction and it's just funny to me how harm reduction always makes drugs easier to access and easier to access for the most vulnerable in the community you're right that many christians are motivated by compassion because compassion is a feeling it's easier than thought and that's a big problem in the church right now we'd rather feel than think And so it's just easy to say, oh, well, it's a compassionate thing to do. And then you just roll with the culture and don't have to think through any of the issues. You don't show compassion by making it easier for people to use heroin. That is not compassion by anyone's definition. It's just intellectual laziness. Uh, You know, uh, harm reduction versus demand reduction. There's a wonderful little illustration, you know, the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. And we think, uh, isn't it good to have the ambulance there? And then someone says, well, what about putting a fence at the top of the cliff? Uh, That's your demand reduction. Hey, let's uh, touch on the the Greens. There's There's some words that don't just sit right in some of the things that have been reported. Uh, The thought that health workers... Uh, do what they're told according to government policy. Everybody has to. If you're a public servant, you're doing what you have to do in your job according to government policy. But 
there's an accusation that's come from the Greens accusing uh, health workers of being on the slippery slope. Not uh, ordinary people, but health workers being on a slippery slope if they discriminate against helping kids shoot up if they need to in one of these facilities. Any thoughts here around some of the ways words are being used and misused? Well, there's two issues there. One is the um, ability of health workers to uh, act according to their conscience. And we're seeing that right continually eroded, uh, whether it's with regards to euthanasia legislation, whether it's with regards Christian medical institutions and abortion. And uh, as you point out now, um, the ability of medical practitioners when it comes to an injecting room to turn children away and say, no, we are not uh, supervising or allowing that. So that's a big issue because, you know, the the doctor-patient relationship is incredibly important. In fact, I would say it's sacred. You've got to trust that your doctor is going to give you their very best advice without fear or favour and certainly not because they're being uh, cajoled by uh, a government department or worse, um, politicians. Um, with regards, so what was the other part of your question, Neil? Well, uh, it was around the thought of a slippery slope, uh, that it's actually not the kids who are on a slippery slope or the people who are, uh, you know, playing with drugs or addicted oh, yes. to drugs, but uh, the fact that the, that the health workers are the ones who are on a slippery slope if they discriminate against kids uh, shooting up. Yeah, and, and that was the other part of your question, uh, where you said, you know, the way words are being used now. Well, we live in a culture now where words are continually being manipulated in order to um, convince people of the unconvincible and get them to do the indefensible. So the idea that you would be discriminating against children uh, by not letting them use a drug injecting room is absolutely true. You would be discriminating, and we should discriminate. Um, discrimination is a key part of life. You discriminate between one thing and another. You say, that is good, that is bad. This is healthy, this is unhealthy. And so we should exercise discrimination when it comes to issues like who is allowed to use a supervised injecting room. However, I come back to my earlier point, um, we typically enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought, and a part of that is just using words without thinking about what we truly mean. Discrimination, it's always bad. No, sometimes discrimination is very, very important. And, uh, you know, every time my kids ask for dinner, I have to discriminate between McDonald's or vegetables. Um, that's called a healthy part of being a parent. And so our politicians, when they accuse us of discrimination because we don't allow a child to inject heroin, um, this is not only disingenuous, it's quite a cynical ploy to manipulate public opinion by playing with words. So if you can't discriminate and kids can go there and have some support and some help to shoot up heroin, um, there's also that argument, isn't it, that uh, what's to stop ordinary kids who've never tried drugs before turning up just for the experience? Well, I mean, you know, it sounds crazy right but um neil mitchell on 3aw put that exact scenario to a greens mp and uh and the greens mp said well if they're going to be bad i'd rather they were bad in the injecting room than behind the dumpster um on the oval at at this school um so yes the greens uh are quite open to the fact that some teenagers might use this as an opportunity to experiment and they're fine with that this is a lot 
Neil, about the Greens and where they are at and where they want to take society. And remember this, at the same time that they're arguing children should be able to use a drug injecting room, they're also arguing that the age for voting should be lowered. Um, so the, the Greens really want access to our children as much as they possibly can. James, where do you think Christians take wisdom from around this drug use scenario? Uh, injecting rooms, uh, you know, harm reduction, demand reduction. Where do you think we take some really good foundation wisdom from as you discern what you might be thinking about these things? <laughs> When you started that question, Neil, I'm trying to think of a Bible verse. I know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you need a Bible verse, there's something wrong with you. Use your brain. I mean, anyone who's a parent knows this is a stupid idea. Anyone who cares about children knows this is a ridiculous idea. So, I mean, I'm not having a go at you, but when you say, how do Christians, well, forget whether you're a Christian or not. Anyone with a shred of common sense, which precludes anyone who is a member of the Greens, obviously, but everyone else who's got some iota of common sense knows this is a bad idea. You don't make it easier for children to use drugs. You make it more difficult. Um, that is inarguable, um, unless you've completely given up on the culture and just decided, open slather, who cares? There is an element in the Christian community that likes to use the unavailability of an immediate Bible verse reference uh, as some sort of empowerment to do what you want. And, uh, and there is a sense here in which uh, you've got to be able to say that the worldview that you are growing in as a Christian believer as the things that you do understand to be true and right, and even around parenting and child relationship, uh, these sorts of things where parents take responsibility for their children uh, and for the consequences for the actions that they will take, uh, those sorts of things do come into the common sense category, don't they? Hey, I think we've run out of time, but always great insights. James McPherson, independent journalist, political commentator, host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate, and Bob's up all over the place on Sky News these days as a special guest on a whole lot of those programs because he's overflowing with some tremendous wisdom. Uh, you could check out his book, Woketopia, Laying Bare, The Lunacy of Woke Culture, and you can subscribe for free emails in your inbox each day with outstanding commentary. Let me just uh, encourage listeners, jamesmcpherson.com substack.com james mcpherson.substack.com uh, james thanks so much for a great update as usual here on 2020 thanks for having me neil thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from vision christian media to find out more about us go to vision.org.au 